0: And then, oh, good. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for Jonathan and I thank you for his amazing brain and for his um, ability to share the gospel. And I just ask that you will open our eyes and our ears now as we listen to him. Amen. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you everyone this morning. Uh, and all those who are joining us online, and thank you, Dave, uh, for this opportunity to be with you at this service. This is the first time I've been here. I usually attend the 9.15 or the 11 a.m. service, so I've always seen everyone kind of vacate the the premises, as it were, uh, so we never get to say hello or anything. So it's good to see you. It's uh, my pleasure and joy and honor to be with you in worship uh, in your space today. And I wanna say especially thank you to Woodlands Church for welcoming my family Uh, into your presence and into your fellowship as we uh, live here in Bristol and serve uh, the wonderful city of Bristol and serve alongside you, Woodlands Church, and worship alongside you. It's such an honor and joy uh, to worship with you and uh, serve with you in this beautiful, beautiful space and this beautiful city and in this beautiful country that we have come to love uh, very much. So yes, yeah, amen, amen. Now, as as I've already said, Uh, I'm not from around here, obviously, from Mississippi. And if you don't know much about Mississippi, let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, We uh, import a lot of catfish and corn and white-tailed deer, and uh, we don't have a lot of people. (laughs) However, there are some few people that have come from Mississippi. Maybe you've heard of Elvis Presley. Uh, If you've heard of him, I don't know, from Tupelo, Mississippi. Have you heard of him, the king? Not the king, but the king, or an A A king. (laughs) Uh, We also have William Faulkner, who uh, famously said, to understand the world, you must first understand a place like Mississippi. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and that is very true, (laughs) very true. We are the hospitality state, and I must say I'm very, uh, very excited and very honored that you would welcome me as much as Mississippians would welcome you in their state as well. We have many, other likes, many others is like uh, John Grissom, he's an author, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, who was a talk show host celebrity, many others, uh, Jim Henson, uh, developer of the, the Muppets, you know, not just the ones you see on TV on our, in our uh, government right now, <laughs> I'm, bo- I'm sorry, talking about America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right. <laughs> But I remember Mississippi so much uh, in these days of being here in Bristol because I'm welcomed by people, and I I feel like a sense of I feel a sense of belonging here, and you get that in Mississippi, and so that reminds me a lot of home. But the thing is, is that this is my home now. Welcome into your presence, and welcome into to your city has reminded me of my own home, my own upbringing. And so for that, I'm thankful. And so this morning, as we begin this sermon series, where we ask the question, who is Jesus? We bear in mind that we are making our way to Easter Sunday. And if you follow the the, the church liturgical year, you know that we are in the season of Lent, uh, which is a 40-day preparation in which uh, we, the church, Uh, prepare our hearts to be reminded again that Christ is alive uh, on that Easter Sunday morning, and on our way to Easter Sunday, we celebrate every single Sunday as a mini Easter as it were. So every single Sunday we celebrate the risen Christ, not just every day, but every single Sunday as the church gathers in worship and fellowship, we remember that Christ is alive and very much alive indeed. And on this 40-day journey we're preparing our hearts to be receptive of what the spirit may want to give us over these days in which we are turning away from and turning to God in these days it's a sign of penitence it's a time of penitence it's a time of repentance and repentance in scripture it means a turning to, in the general sense. But here in the, in the Christian context, it literally means that we are turning to God. In these 40 days we are preparing, we are turning to God. And it's typical and common in the season of Lent to give up something in which we are struggling with and lay it aside. But what I've always encouraged people to do, not just to give up something, but to take up something in its place. Take up a habit, take up a spiritual discipline that you may have been lacking on in the last few days, in the last year. Take up the spiritual discipline of praying in a different way, or reading scripture, or reading a different part of scripture that you've not read before. Take up the practice of of serving one another, or take up the practice of of giving yourself to another form of, another service as it were, in 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 Woodlands Church, or give up your, give up the things that are dragging you behind and, 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 and putting scales upon your eyes and that are turning you away from what God is inviting in you into, and that's life in and with and for him. And that is the journey of Lent. That is the, the, the season that we find ourselves in, these 40 days, making our way to the cross and making our way especially to the empty grave. Amen. Here's another thing I want to tell you real quick. It's been a while since I've preached, but there's, if you know anything about Southern preaching, sometimes if, if somebody says amen, you're going to get me fired up. I'm going to start going, all right? <laughs> now, look, I've got, I got to tell you, I've only got 15 minutes. I've already wasted five now. <laughs> so you better be careful with these amens, all right? All right, whoa. <laughs> Woo. Now, let's look at Scripture here. Because we're looking at Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, not the whole chapter, obviously, because we don't have time. I've only got a few minutes left, (laughs) but but chapter 3 here about John the Baptist, who's preparing the way for Jesus. And what I want to offer us in this beginning time here this morning, as we kind of look in this text here, talking about repentance and how it is preparation for a life in and with and for God, I want to look here at chapter 3 and 4, and I want to offer you just a few observations. And I invite you to, on your own study and on your own time, maybe to take these observations and maybe look for yourself here. But I noticed something that in chapter 3 and in chapter 4, they bear a lot of similarities. In chapter 3, it says in verse 1 that in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when you look right over at chapter 4, it says that Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And at the end of this temptation, there's this time of Jesus when he is 40 days in the wilderness. It says in verse 17 that from that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, here's the similarities here or here's some, uh, some observations for you, that in 3, 1, verse, chapter three, verse one, John the Baptist came preaching. It didn't say that the Spirit led him, it said that he came preaching, but he knew something in the background. He obviously had some sort of a foundational uh, foreknowledge that, that something was happening, and, and, and as we can probably tell, John was his cousin, You know, we find that out from the other gospels, and so he knew of Jesus, he knew of his cousin, he would have met him, he would have had dinner with him, would have had celebrated the Passover with him at at some point, he would have known about Jesus, and I just just imagine that at some point during their childhood, Jesus, knowing that he was the son of God, was like, hey John, watch this, (laughs) I'm gonna walk on water, (laughs) all right? Here I go, (laughs) don't tell mom that I'm doing it, okay? And John the Baptist knew, like, hey, think I think this is I think this is him I think this is the guy and obviously John the Baptist on his own accord not led by the Spirit on his own accord is going into the wilderness preaching this message repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand he knew he had to have known that Jesus was the Messiah he had to have known that and the difference is that Jesus who John the Baptist will describe here in, in verse 11, that he is someone who's coming after me. He's talking about who, who's coming here. He said that he's going to baptize you with water. but I, I baptize you with water, but whoever's coming after me and whose sandals I'm not, unworthy, I'm not worthy to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And I offer this observation for you to understand that the Spirit of Jesus leads us into places of wilderness. And it's not for the sake of of abandoning us. It's not for the sake of saying, hey, good luck. I hope you do your best. He leads us into these moments of wilderness as we are not running from, we are running to him because we're learning to trust him in the wilderness. And I get the sense that some of us in here may be finding ourselves In a similar position, in a similar life, that you feel yourself in a wilderness, you feel maybe as though you cannot see the forest through the trees, you cannot see the, the outcome, you cannot see the end, and maybe you're looking around wondering, has God abandoned me? Well, he hasn't. God has not abandoned you, and God has not abandoned us. God has not abandoned his church, and God will not abandon his church yeah thank god is right my own journey of going from one wilderness to the next every time i i know that the spirit leads me into these wildernesses these moments these seasons these times of preparation and i get there and i'm excited and then when i'm in the middle of it i think my god what have you done you've led me into another season where are you jesus But the Spirit leads us into these moments so that we may learn to trust Him in ways that we have not known before. And it's all for preparation. And the foundation of this preparation is exactly what John the Baptist came to do and came to say. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when he says repent, he knows that there is a kingdom coming. He had to have known that Jesus was the one who was going to inaugurate this kingdom. And he bears in mind this repentance, this act, this call to action of repentance, which is a turning away from the things that are holding you back and turning you to, and turning to the one who is coming, who is going to bring us a kingdom of love, joy, peace, and patience, and kindness, and self-control, and gentleness. He's going to bring this and inaugurate this kingdom. And when the Sadducees and Pharisees come out to, to, to meet him, they, they hear about John the Baptist and they hate how he's wearing camel clothes and eating locust and honey and proclaiming this message repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They come out there and he says, Hey, bear who told you, you brood of vipers that about the journey about the, the wrath to come, bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to yourselves that we have Abraham and as our father, he says. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And he says, even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. And every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's a bit dark, isn't it? <laughs> like, wow, John, you really are uh, pushing the limit here. But he's saying repentance a turning to god and he knows that jesus is coming he's saying you need to, to, to turn towards jesus and immerse yourself immerse yourself in the things that will that will bring you life with god bear these fruits of repentance turning away from and turning to god and if we ask the question who is jesus He's the one who will baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. And in verse 12, it says that his winnowing fan is at hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That Jesus fans the flames and clears out that which is not worthy of growing. He, he, he weeds out that, the, the things that are in us essentially when we turn our life towards him. And repentance, repentance, the way to salvation begins with our consent and our, our turning to Jesus. You know, the, the, the ancient, not the ancient way, but the historical way of, of looking at the way we get to salvation, right? Is that there is an order of salvation, a prescriptive order of salvation we find it in Acts 2.38, repent, believe, baptize, and receive. Repent, believe upon the gospel, and then uh, you are baptized in the Spirit, and you receive the gifts of the Spirit. But sometimes we know that the way of salvation is not the actual way that we get there. For some, for some of us, in some denominations, some faiths, we, we get there a little bit differently and specifically some denominations may may offer baptism at a, a different time in our lives right but at the very basis of it we still must make a decision and that decision is repentance and we must that the beginning of salvation must begin with our decision to repent and turn away from and turn towards Jesus it still ends up with that and let me tell you I didn't know that I was baptized as an infant But I didn't repent until I was 18 years old and let me tell you when I did my life has never looked the same it's never been different I'll close with this I I, I was I was driving down a back country road in Mississippi listening to country music just like any other Mississippian boy (laughs) it was at the in and I was driving down this road and I received a phone call from my mom that my grandfather was dying and as I hung up and I was driving down this road i believe to have heard this voice in the back seat of my vehicle my truck my four-wheel drive pickup that and i thought somebody was in there and what i heard was jonathan i'm not done with you yet it was so real it was so uh, pervasive it was so in me and it's so around me that i had to pull over and get out and make sure no one was in my vehicle and I got to the bedside of my grandfather and as he lay there and he was comatose and he had, he had no n- nothing on his eyes, nothing on his face and he was taking his final breaths and I'm here crying my eyes out and I, I hear this voice again that says, Jonathan, just as I have died for you, and ju- just as your grandfather has died, I have died for you. And in that moment, I felt and I knew within my heart that the love of Jesus was real for me and from that moment, my life has never been the same. I've been led into wilderness, into to wilderness and Jesus by the Spirit has always given me the gifts that I didn't think that I needed or wanted or had but he's given me these gifts because I've turned my life to him and every wilderness has been difficult has been a struggle but I would never go back I would never go back and I'm here to tell you this morning that some of us have stopped asking some of us have stopped seeking and some of us have stopped knocking on that door because you're in a wilderness and you think, oh God, has uh, abandon me. But let me tell you, the way to salvation is repentance, it's preparation. And you are not turning just away from something. It's, it's, it's your decision to turn to Jesus. And when you turn to Jesus, he gives you the gifts of the Spirit. He gives you those gifts. So don't stop asking and don't stop seeking and don't stop knocking. For those who ask what they shall receive and those who seek what they shall find and those who knock on the door, what that door shall be open unto you. Somebody say amen, come on. So don't you stop asking, don't you stop seeking, don't you stop knocking. We're in a wilderness. The church is in a wilderness these 40 days and Jesus will give you these gifts of the spirit. He will give you the gifts of the Spirit. And he will lead us through these days because he will build his church. And his kingdom of heaven will be built on this earth. Amen. Amen. Come on, amen. Amen. That's it. Woo! They're going to get me started. My 15 minutes is up. Amen.